What's up? Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. All right. A live studio audience today. We have a journalism class from DePaul sitting on the uh, other side of the camera that those of you watching on YouTube can't see, but they're here. We're excited to have them here today. Nicholas Moriano is here. I'm Adam Hogue. And Jared Payton is going to be joining us today, too. Our producer, yeah. Lawrence. Is uh, you can kind of see them behind me there. Over oh, back, there you go. Move back camera. Oh, yeah, look at you. There we go. Nice. Yeah, a couple of them. I, I kind of had to tell them to, I said, you know, maybe you want to cheer, yeah. you know, when we start. And they were kind of like doing this. I like, yeah, you had guys. to force them to. I get it. <laughs> I, you know, I'm used we're on to the that. Internet. Come you, on. you have to force wow. people to cheer for us. It's okay. Those remind me of like Matt Eberflus introductory meeting where he's like no no applause no applause yeah no like, that was see that's a good journalism lesson for those of you here the, yeah. the, the reporters you're not supposed to be applauding the coaches they still don't know that for some reason i know it. it feels like there's people <laughs> who could tell them that but uh it seems to always be a problem in the business i don't know why uh but this is the chgo bears podcast presented by points but use promo code chgo when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars big show playing for you guys today more draft talk. Everybody wants to draft talk. We got more prospects. There's only two of us here today, so we'll break down two prospects uh, that we like and bring those to you today. Take your questions, comments throughout the show. As always, uh, Super Chats. You see this one right here? Can I cook some food for the CHGO Bears podcast show? I, I'm going to say yes. I, don't, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I don't eat breakfast 100%. before I, you know. And we here. actually have a kitchen here, so... You could come well, through. Let's well, go. Hold on. We do we? We don't have a stove or anything. You can't really cook we in got the a, office. We got a microwave. Okay, there, but I, yeah. Well, yeah. And we should have a grill out on the patio. Okay, that's I don't know yeah, if we do or not, but we should have one. Yeah, we got to work throw, on that. Just throwing that out there. Yes, um, Drew. Please, please cook for us. Do yeah, it. Who needs a stove? Just use a grill. That's all we need here at CHGO. Uh, <laughs> welcome in. We also are going to have Peyton, uh, Jared Peyton. You may have heard of him. His, yeah, you see his, that book right there? You're watching. Yeah, Dad was quite famous. Yeah, quite would be a good way of uh, describing it. <laughs> so uh, when's Hogan coming to Canada for the curling combine? If Ooh. there really is a curling combine, I am not aware of that. You need to be there, live coverage. But if there is, down, I'm in. Let's do it. I, I would I would tune into that because, again, I've never gone curling, but you're the one who's kind of gotten me interested in it, and <laughs> I, would, I would tune into that coverage, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jordan says, Adam, how's it? feel ruling the hill as king of Chicago sports media and king of the Adams. I don't know about that first part, but technically I am king of the Adams. You are. I, I take did that. see that. I did see that, and I did not vote. I didn't vote, but I saw that you oh. won, Adam. Oh. What, like, did Kevin Fishbane vote? Do you know? Oh, yeah. he Who, Did he go with Johns? Well, or? I, you know, I don't know. Probably. I, if I were him, I would. Yeah. It is who he works for, with. That, so, okay. I, yeah, I, I, if I was him, I would have voted for Johns. That's, but, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Johns was pretty distraught yesterday. He had to Is that move. why the, the podcast was Yeah, uh, we had to push the podcast today. He was wow. so upset about the loss. It happens. Yeah. No, there is another Hogan Johns podcast coming out later today. So, um, all right, let's dive in. We have some draft prospects to discuss as we continue on our pick a prospect. What do we call this? Uh, marathon between now yeah, and the draft? Something like that? It is. Sure, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, yep, we got, exactly. uh, we you know. And, and Lawrence is killing it with our graphics here. I'll start because... Um, Who we got? We have... Uh, this is not going to surprise anyone, but I had to go with a Badger. Mm. Okay. This is the only Badger I'm going to pump up for you this year. Okay. All right. And 
Um, by the way, you see how Lawrence walked over here during the uh, the <laughs> see see. <laughs> Just <laughs> bringing that back. That was so funny. Uh, Leo Chanel, linebacker from Wisconsin, 6'2", 5'8", 250 pounds, um, 4'5", 3'40", yard dash. This guy is a downhill linebacker with great instincts, especially against the run, and can be used as a pass rusher. Look at those numbers from last season. He had 18 and a half ta- yeah. tackles for loss, eight sacks. Guy kills it in the weight room. Now, concerns why he's probably not going to go, like, in the first round for his size, strength, instincts, all those things. Doesn't have a ton of experience. Uh, or I shouldn't say experience, but uh, great tape dropping back into coverage. That's where he's a little bit weaker uh, if he has to line up against tight ends, things like that. And he's coming from a 3-4 defense. Don't know. How that transition, you know how? Nah, I think he's just a football player. I think he's just a linebacker who you can probably put in any scheme, make him work. Which is why I still think, especially early with that early third round pick, it it depends. I mean, how much do they? Are they just going to rely on Nicholas Morrow to just be the guy, Mm -hmm. or are they? Do they want to draft somebody else there to help for the future uh, with Roquan Smith? That's why. Okay. I, I wanted to bring uh, Leo Chanel to the table. I wonder, too, because he is a guy that's in a 3-4, could you maybe implement him as a strong side linebacker for mm-hmm. now? Because he's not going to be on the field. Like, Iberflus has talked about that, that that Sam linebacker won't be on the field for a majority of the, the defensive plays. But I would imagine also special teamer as well, early on contributor. But I was looking at linebackers, too. Yeah. And, you know, if there was one from Iowa, I'd definitely put him out there. Just let you know, Adam. But... I'm going to go with my guy, and I know a lot of people were talking about him in the last show, wide receiver out of Georgia, George Pickens, a guy that's 6'3", 200 pounds, 4'4", 740-yard dash. And when you watch him, Adam, the thing that kind of stands out are his hands. Any, regardless of where the ball is thrown, George Pickens is a guy that will lay out, even in the national championship game against Alabama, coming off an ACL and only playing four games uh, last year, Diving out, laying out for a 52-yard reception to help his uh, Georgia Bulldogs win that championship game. But physical in the run game as well. So when I think of wide receivers, obviously a guy that's a playmaker can make explosive plays. But when you put him out there blocking for like a David Montgomery, he's going to be a guy that's going to get physical with those corners. And like that third column there says makes contested catches. Continuously did that. At Georgia, especially in his freshman season. All right, now I get to call it a nick out. That's a row, not a column. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, it's a row. We're doing that. You're right. You're (laughs) right. I won't fight it. I mean, you're you're right. It's also the fourth, but that's a whole other thing. Well, with the students here, we're getting deep into the production. This is is true. So that is is a row. Makes contested catches. It's a class today. I like it. Yes. Um, And gets yak. Yards after the catch there. So can't go wrong with that because the Bears don't have many guys right now that currently do these things at the wide receiver position outside of Darnell Mooney. The questions, though, being at six foot three, and you see him on film, he does look a little wiry, a little lengthy, needs to definitely add some weight. But being in a you know an NFL training program, I'm pretty sure he can you know add that. And then also his health. He's played 12 games his freshman year at Georgia. He played 12 games the last two seasons at, at Georgia. One, COVID-19 impacted. It was an eight-game season. But like I said, the ACL limited him to four games. So he is projected in round two, and we know the Bears have two picks there. So George Pickens, 
out of Georgia. High pedigree guy, former number one uh, recruit out of Alabama, originally uh, was committed to Auburn, then switched on his commitment day, signing day, to Georgia. Kind of surprised some people. And I uh, like this comment from Corey. He's the only wide receiver who I've seen blocking highlights. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I always appreciate that. Red flags, though, and it's not just the health, quite frankly. There's some focus issues, commitment issues. Um, you know, when I hear that type of st- – not the most refined from a route standpoint. Mm-hmm. When I start to have that type of stuff all added up, I get I get concerned with that B word, bust. I thought you were going to bring up the guy's name again. Former seventh, seventh overall pick. Oh, Kevin White. Oh boy, there it is again. <laughs> my, uh, over there. We got to get the jar. I, I got to get <laughs> you it. Kevin White buzzer I, jar. I just, I'm, I'm actually having fun mentioning his name <laughs> once per podcast. I think it's Oof. just fun see to, how long to get your guys. Well, with reaction. draft season, I'm sure it'll, you know, it'll continue. But yeah, um, yeah. George Pickens, look, he's extremely enticing because you're you're looking at it from a second round standpoint. Hey, you're getting value here because of the ACL, because some of those questions. Because talent-wise, there's no question he's, Mm. you know, he could become a top, especially with that size, true X wide receiver uh, that the Bears are missing. So, um, you know, and there's, you know, no mad mentions immaturity. That's Mm -hmm. something I've heard too. Saw that there was a couple. He got into some altercations. Uh, I think it was Georgia Tech, maybe where he was in a fight. He got suspended for I think the first half of a game, but. Yeah, there there are some, some question marks with all these prospects, but that is but definitely one. But hardest thing to figure out for these scouts is how these maturity is the great, the best word because it's it's how are these guys going to mature when they get to the league? Mm-hmm. Some of them, a lot of times, you see them going completely opposite directions. Either they t- treat it like it's a job, like it is, mm-hmm. they buy in completely to that. We've heard Olin talk about this before on the show, or. They don't know how to handle the money. They don't know how to handle the yeah. fame. They come in because they've been told their entire life they're the most talented player on the field. Now all of a sudden you're not even the best wide receiver on the team. True. Yep. You know how does how do they handle that? Um, Wait, isn't isn't Pickens the son of the former receiver that went to Tennessee, Carl? Am I making that up? I don't know. Good. If he question. is, I have not heard I'll look that. Look that up. Okay, hold on. So Carl Pickens. Um, there's a website called Google. I mean, you remember Carl Pickens, right? <laughs> From uh, Bengals, I believe. Uh, yep. Yeah, I know yep. the name. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is jo- okay. Here we go. Is George Pickens related to Carl? It's not known. His I just think name. I just think George uh, George Pickens is he is yes. certainly. Yeah, yes, is yes. He his father's also former wide receiver football See? player of the National. Football he knows how to handle the money. Just give it. You know, let Dad deal with that. Okay. Hmm. I mean, fair point. Okay, do either of you even remember Carl Pickens from the NFL? Not really. You you haven't been able to figure that out already? (laughs) (laughs) Number 88 for the Bengals, I believe. I think you should say Carl Pickens one more time. Carl Pickens. (laughs) (laughs) Um, George Pickens definitely seems like he's a favorite of a lot of Bears fans. I just, I get a little... A little wary. A little, I guess I'm more on the safer side with some of these guys. Okay. Like, and, you know, somebody says, ah, oh, linebacker that early. By the way, third round is not that early. Yeah, we do. I mean, and obviously. Because the Bears don't have a first round pick doesn't mean like. Exactly. I yeah. didn't say pick a linebacker number seven overall. <laughs> no, no. But uh, they do need to add to that position. Like, Nicholas Morrow's on a one-year deal, right? So, it's not like there's a ton of money devoted to him. But I think the Bears want to add somebody good next to Roquan Smith. 
Carl Pickens, ladies and gentlemen, right there, uh, number 81. Oh, that was quick. Back in the day. That was good. Well, that thing you mentioned called Google. Yeah. Help me find that. <laughs> that worked. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I, I'm glad I, f- I could refer to you to Google. It's, you know, it's a good resource for you to uh, to use. It, it is. So. It definitely is. Um, all right. I know you had some other thoughts on some other mock drafts we've seen out there and wanted to get some thoughts in before we get to Jared Payton. Yeah. So just kind of looking at Lance Zerline from the NFL Network, somebody that, you know, is always going to have a bunch of mock drafts coming out. In his latest one, he did a first-round mock draft, and Adam, he spent 11 hours making this mock draft. He said it was the worst time of his life, but 11 hours on the first 32 picks, and he had six wide receivers taken in that that first round, but also no Tyler Linderbaum making it in the first round. Just kind of wanted to get your thoughts like, hey, six wide receivers. Obviously, George, George Pickens was not one of them. But that seems to be the consensus. I looked at Mel Kuyper's. He had seven wide receivers going in the first round. It seems like most Bears fans want a wide receiver to be with that first pick, number 39. But you're having maybe six, maybe seven going off. Just your thoughts on you know, what can happen there. Uh, first of all, I'm more struck by the Tyler Linderbaum not going in the first round. What was the reasoning for that? Um, just he's short the arm length. And he was actually number 31. In Mel Kuyper's, and someone okay. had to trade up to go get him. But so, so there's, obviously, there's some momentum that's kind of. He might be a second round draft pick, it, like coming, which would be interesting with the Bears and obviously getting their 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 center in free agency. But if a Tyler Linderbaum's there, it makes right. it enticing. It, it makes does, it enticing. and then you could potentially put Lucas Patrick at guard, yeah, right guard on that's thing. not there. Yeah, because they. Definitely still have a big <laughs> hole there. So many things that they need. You don't want to be starting Dakota Dozier um, if you don't have to. Look, six wide receivers in the first round. I'll be surprised if that happens because of the surplus of good wide receivers. Yeah. I just feel like there's the one. There's kind of a proven track record here that you don't need to draft wide receivers in the first round. Mm-hmm. Then you have so many. We talked about Alec Pierce yesterday, like possible third, third round. rounder. You know, it, it. There's so many guys. Um, I think I don't want to burn all the names right now because I'm sure we're going to break more of them down. But like Sky Moore mm-hmm. is another one that you could potentially maybe get in the third round. Uh, although he certainly had some momentum higher up in the second yeah. round. I just, I, I guess, I find it hard to believe that six teams will be like, no, we got to get our wide receiver right now. Because even if there is a run on receivers, there's still more that'll be left over. Yeah, and the big thing too of both those mocks I looked at, not a lot of quarterbacks were taken, and maybe that's the case. Maybe there's te- these teams that don't see the quarterbacks in this class as you know a stronger just overall class. But once you see one taken, I feel like there's usually a run at some point. With these teams, they're like, we need to go get a quarterback. Let's go get somebody, draft them. And then that obviously will change who's available, when you can get these players. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see when it comes draft time because, like you said, I kind of agree where, you know, there's this is a good wide receiver class, and you can wait till day two to maybe get some players that can make an impact, you know, right immediately for your team. All right, what did you see in Mel Kuyper's mock draft? Yeah, so for Mel Kuyper, he did a two-round mock draft, and he had – the bear. Oh, do we have we um? He had the Bears taking Kyler Gordon, cornerback out of Washington. That's a guy that I, I made the case for. If you look at that series that we have 
uh, on all CHGO making the case. Kyler Gordon was one of them. And then Tyler Smith, the offensive tackle guard out of Tulsa, um, somebody that plays vers- you know, has that versatility, can play either position. But again, went defensive player first and then addressed the offensive line and obviously did not draft a wide receiver with those first two picks in that second round. But that's what Mel Kuyper kind of had going in this latest mock draft. Well, it'll be interesting to see how, how it all falls. Seven wide receivers in the first round. Hey, it is a good wide receiver class. There's no question about it. Um, I still think that they're, one way or another, there's going to be at least one or two wide receivers that will be available mm-hmm. for the Bears when their picks finally c- come around. So, um, but... That is interesting. All right. Well, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. So that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Any questions, email PointsBet at allchgo.com. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better because there's now the live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with PointsBet. You can boost those live same-game parlays. So watch live, parlay live, boost live all with PointsBet. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. Download the PointsBet app right now. Register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So I have a question for everybody in the chat, everybody in the studio here. Want to start your day with a competitive edge? Like, who doesn't, right? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Lawrence. Strava CBD coffee is a game changer and has helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava drip delivers delicious, fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD. Just so you know, CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you. Like feeling alert and focused without the jitters, living your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, Including CBD in your daily routine can help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling at your best. And the best part of all this, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use code CHGO25, that's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use code CHGO25 at checkout. Already love Strava? Subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you are in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. All right, it is time to bring in Special guest to the program, my good friend Jared Payton is on with us. What's up, JP? What's going on, Adam? What's going on, Nick? What's going on, man, to the whole CHGO family, man? I feel like I'm blessed now. Like, I have made it because I'm on this show. What's going on? 
<laughs> is that a sweetness sweatshirt? Is that am I seeing that? That's of course, that's is. awesome. Hold up, let me stand up so you can actually see. Oh, <laughs> with the number. There that's you go, Dave. Hey. With the number, all you got to do, it. man. Roots of Fight. You go there, they make a lot of stuff. I got some stuff coming out though pretty soon that uh, my man Adam Hogan inspired me at the combine. Was telling me that I gotta have my own merch. So merch is on the way, Adam. So thank you. You made me not sleep for another like five weeks. I'm up like <laughs> late at night grinding over here. Yeah, always grinding. You can't stop. Can't stop. Uh, JP, thanks so much for jumping on today. Really appreciate it. And uh, hope family's doing well. Got to ask you, I-, I always like talking to you about running backs. And there's sort of a, the 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 player on the roster that we, I feel like it's taken granted from the most is David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Like here's a dude who is just speaking of grinders, just shows up, works every single day. When he runs with the football, he runs angry. He's always trying to get for every yard. And yet there still seems to be like a knock on him that he's not one of the best that, you know, that the, the bears should trade him for whatever they can get. I, now, I won't go as far as to say they should pay him huge running back money because I just think in general that's a tough uh, thing to do in today's NFL. But I still feel like, and he graded out for me, JP, as the best player on offense last year that the Bears have. And I just don't understand why he doesn't get more respect. <laughs> well, you guys know I'm going to stick up for my running backs, man. There's a, it, It's rough. I mean, we see that the, the position – is devalued in the NFL, right? And, and and especially, you know, from the days of when my dad was playing to you even go back where it was single focus, you were the running back, you were the bell cow, you were going to carry this team, 25, 30 touches were guaranteed. That's changed now in the modern day NFL. And so things have changed in the sense of, yeah, you have a guy, it's almost the same way that, that teams are looking at their quarterbacks with the running back position. Let's, let's get him on his rookie deal and we'll keep him around and then, we can find another running back, a good value that fits our scheme and our system, you know, maybe later in the draft. We can find these guys down the line. And it's hard, though, when you have a guy like David Montgomery. I, I'll tell you, just by watching and both, you know, the three of us and everybody that's watching watched games last year. We watched all the games. And when it came down to the heart and soul, not just of that offense, but inside that locker room, I'm just impressed of how he has gained the respect from the guys inside that locker room, the guys that rally around him. When you talk to his teammates, what he means to them, like when guys, you know, he wasn't going to let that team quit no matter what happened last season. He was out running hard, always getting extra yards. I think people always knock on him. They're like, oh, he can't, he's not going to take the ball. You know, he's not going to go 70 yards. This this is day. This day and age is a little bit different, man. Like what he needs to do is I love watching him run outside zone. I mean, he can run inside if you need him to. He can run outside zone. He's not afraid to be able to stick his nose in there against linebackers and pass protection. Um, his knowledge of the game has gotten better since he put on a Bears uniform and he's gotten more comfortable. And the fact that what I love is that it doesn't matter how many times he gets, he touches the ball. If you want to give it to him 25 times, he's good. If you want to give him 30 times, he's still going to be good. But also he gotten better out of the backfield catching. And so that's what I love to see. He's, he's all around. And a lot of people, I've been seeing that too, you guys. Like 
his name has been thrown out there. You need to trade him, this and that. I'm with you, Adam. It's tough at some point because nobody wants to pay running backs those numbers like a Dalvin Cook or, or King Henry. I get all that. But there is value to what he means to this organization and also to Justin Fields and his development as well. If, <laughs> I've said this, and you guys know, when it comes down to a, a quarterback, especially a young quarterback's like security blanket, you can have a tight end and, and a guy that can catch the ball and make sure – Running the football takes a lot of pressure off of your quarterback. And if you're talking about getting four or five yards a carry, you're averaging that. That right there sets up everything. And for Justin um, and his progression, to me, that's so key because of what I think they're going to do offensively as they move forward going into this next season. Having that run game and being solid there is huge. But uh, Khalil Herbert, too, as well. I mean, I've had conversations with him. Um, when we were at the at, at the Super Bowl, just talking about what his role could be moving forward and that he could be ready. But isn't it funny, though, you guys, that when a running back, and especially with the injury with, with Montgomery when that time was out and then Herbert came in, it was like you get forgot about real quick mm-hmm. in in a running back room or in the eyes of fans. And that happened to me when I was at Miami. When Frank Gore went down with his knee injury against West Virginia – I took over and started like Frank was happy for me that like I was his boy. I was getting reps, but he was also probably saying some swear words behind saying, oh, that's (laughs) supposed to be me. That's supposed to be me. Um, The running back room to me is is a room that has a lot of stability and moving forward to me. That's a good thing when you're looking about trying to bolster your offense. Hey, JP, we got fans here wondering how they get those sweatshirts. Oh, man, just go to rootsoffight.com and then like, type in Roots of Fight and then type in Walter Payton. It will take you right there, man. You can, you can find all the gear there. So, yeah, I hope you guys get a chance to get some, man. This is, this is, this is vintage. They got some new stuff that's so fly. Uh, I can't even wear it till summertime, so it's still in my closet. <laughs> yeah, Jared, uh, Olin likes to call that drip. So if you ever listen yeah. to CHGO Bears podcast, he's like, he's got the drip on. But, yeah, it looks really good, Jared. I just wanted to ask you, how are you feeling about this Bears team right now? What Ryan Poles has done in free agency and what is still going to be done in the draft, how are you currently feeling about this Bears team? I, I mean, I'm kind of – I think I'm a little bit different than everybody else, you guys, just because, you know, covering this team, watching this team over the years um, that I've, you know, since I've been a little kid, I've seen, I've seen some good bears teams, some bad bears teams, but then also as well, I've seen a a cycle and I'm hoping that Ryan Poles is going to break that cycle when it comes to putting band-aids on situations and just going, Oh, we're close. And all we need is this to be able to win. That's, that's not what I'm looking for as a Bears fan. I want, I want things to be fixed in a way where this organization is looked at the way that it's supposed to be looked at. And that is one of the top of the top, one of the founding fathers of, of, of the NFL, fun, uh, founding franchises. I want it to be that, and it should be that. If you're not winning Super Bowls, the Bears should be in the conversation of being in the playoffs and the postseason, making a long run all the time. That's just, that's just my feeling. That's how it should be. And I feel like Poles is doing what he needs to do. And it's not easy because he comes into a situation that he didn't make any of these decisions. Mm-hmm. This is Ryan Pace made a lot of these decisions. So he's going to have to clean up the mess that was made. 
And then he's also going to have to put his own stamp on it. And he has to be able to do it in a way where he came in and he did a lot of things of like trading away Mac and things that like that made Bears fans cringe on one hand. And then you had people like I was watching Twitter that day and people were going back and forth, back and forth. But to me, yeah, he, he's one of the best players that were on that roster. But you look at long term or what you're trying to build, man, sometimes it's, not, it's making those tough decisions. And I tip my cap to him for being able to do that, man. That, that wasn't easy. So my feeling right now, you got to break some of this stuff down. You got to break it down. And you got to build it back up. I know people don't like to hear about a rebuild and you got to listen. Band-Aids, uh, uh, what's that stuff called uh, uh, what, uh, that they put on the boats? Flex Seal, all that stuff <laughs> yeah. to try to patch up holes. Nah, man, like let's fill these things the right way. Because there's an organization, and I know it's been a little bit different with Tom Brady leaving New England, but through that time, when you have a quarterback that is that is lights out, that you can trust, that knows the offense, that's so comfortable, and then defensively your scheme is so good that you start to feel that you can plug and pull, right? Where guys that didn't fit in systems other places, Bill Belichick felt like their system was so rock solid, he could bring somebody right from anywhere. Shea McClellan and say, hey, man, come on. We got a spot for you. Just play your role. I want to be like that. I want to see the Bears like that. And so for me, if that means that with the new, with, with tra- changing a little bit of the offense and what the defense is going to look like, man, break it down and build it back up so the foundation is so strong that we're talking about success for the next 10 to 15 years and we're not talking a splash here and there, like one season here and there. Oh, yeah, man, we were so close. But then there's that drought. I'm tired of that, you guys. I'm sick and tired of it. JP, so how do you balance that like long-term uh, view with, uh, regardless, they better have, a, they better get as much as they can out of Justin Fields this year because they have a uh, perhaps like a once-in-a-lifetime generation type quarterback talent here that they cannot afford to screw up. And quite frankly, they kind of already did screw up in his first season. So, like, as you're thinking about that long-term approach, how do do you feel like they've done enough at this point to put Justin Fields in position to take that big jump in year two? Uh, Nicholas, Adam and I were texting last night, right, when he asked me to jump on the show. And that was the one question that I looked at and pondered about for Mm -hmm. till about 2 o'clock this morning. Like, literally, because I was like, hmm, how do you answer that? And I was like, I went back and forth. Even this morning, I'm on the Peloton. I'm riding. I'm running. I'm like, dang, Adam hit me with the uppercut right there, man. No, did they do enough? I'm going to say this. Ryan Poles did what he could and what he thought was right of bringing in certain players, like Pringle and some of these guys. Like, there's no big-name splashes, right? But to me, that's not where, like you said, that balance for me is like you want to build it down. So my expectations for this ball club next season aren't super, super high. My expectations for Justin Fields taking another jump in another level is pretty high because I believe in him that he's going to feel more comfortable with Getsy and these guys that are around him, that he's going to be able to be a little bit more open than he was last season with Matt and yeah, I, 
I can only imagine what we're, it was like for him with that last regime, man. Like everything that was going on for Justin to kind of figure out what he needed to do, the pressures that were on him to now having a, a fresh start and maybe not all the talent that you want, but I think building that offensive line and structuring it the way that you want to and having an identity there is going to be key. I think the connection with him and Darnell Mooney is so dynamic and can only get better. And the fact that we've seen all those videos over the off season, these two working together, that is only going to bring more and more chemistry and, and that comfort level between the two of them to understand uh, of when they see something on the field where there doesn't even have to be a sign. It could just be they know what to do. And if, once you can get to that point, that's when you can start taking advantage of what the defense has given you and, and taking advantage of getting the yards that you want, whether you know you see a guy pressed up and you're like, oh, man, that safety's over the top. They want single-eye safety. Now we know that's a goal route because we've worked on this 50,000 times. Like, that's what they, I want them to get to. I think Poles is trying to do what he can without going out because – trying to be able to look at where the cap is and what the cap could be down the line and give yourself that, that space to be able to go and get those guys. So Adam, no, did he do enough? I think he did what he could. And I, hopefully that it's going to benefit not having superstars. That means it's going to be a lot more on, on uh, Darnell Mooney's plate, but also if you can run the football, I think that takes pressure off there. But Adam, you and I talked Two weeks ago, the success of this ball club is going to depend a lot on Justin Fields, whether that's fair, whether it's not fair. It is because to me, this is going to be one of those seasons where it's going to be put on his shoulders to win three games where he's going to have to play phenomenal. You know, like he when he you know what we saw in that in that Steelers game, like he's going to have to have games like that, and and that's what. Big time quarterbacks in the NFL are that, that's what's put on that's on that's in the criteria of being a quarterback, a starting quarterback, a good one is where you can carry your team. So if he can do that, that means he's elevating the guys around him as well. So as Justin grows, I feel like everybody else is going to grow, but protecting him, giving him that time, um, I think is going to be so key because as much as we want to talk about him getting better he can't take as many hits as he did yeah. last season. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how big and strong you are. Eventually everybody starts feeling the wear and tear there. And for your starting quarterback, that just can't happen. Yeah, Jared, it's not an easy question. You know, we, we've been debating this on, on this podcast before, but I just want to get your thoughts with the draft kind of approaching here, Jared. What are your thoughts on the bears having to come away with a wide receiver in that with their two second round draft picks. Is that a absolutely just a necessity for the Bears? Like they need to come out with a wide receiver in round two, regardless yeah. of you know who's on the board. They just need to get come away with a wide Nicholas. receiver. Nicholas, <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, they got I mean, I feel like you have to. And if you find a guy that fits what you're trying to do, I mean, Adam, you were talking about it right before I jumped on. This is the conversation you and I had at the combine. Like this draft is is heavy with, with some really good wide receivers and like some top end guys. And then as you go down, there's other guys as well. But we all know if you do the scouting the way that you're supposed to, 
and, and, and your scouts are, do, are digging in, doing the numbers, doing their evaluation, that you're going to be able to find some guys that can, that can truly be difference makers, that, could, that can help your offense, that can go get the football when you need to. Um, I've been watching a lot of tape. That kid, uh, Jalen uh, Tolbert from Ooh. South Alabama, yeah. like I, I like what he's all about. Like I, it, it was like I was watching a bunch of film, but with his, I was just watching. I was sitting watching like I was watching a movie. Like, dude, this kid's got something, man. He can go high point the ball when you need him to. He can run the goal route and get past that defender if he needs to. He can catch across the middle. It's like, how do you find these guys that can, guys like him, guys that are, are interchangeable, that can be inside, outside, that can give you everything. And, like, um, the other kid, I, I know I've seen his name mentioned a lot, but not I don't know because I was off last week with uh, – for a spring break, but the kid from North Dakota State, um, oh, Christian, Christian Watson. Watson. I've watched him too. I like what he's all about. I like what he does in the game with like with jet sweeps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The ability that watching some of the film and some of the issues that he had with drops scares me a little bit. But you know, like I've been in that position before where there's been years where I fumble the ball a lot. Like there's things that you have to figure out that you have to get back to. So yeah, if it was me. You can get a a guy that was supposed to be a first rounder, had some issues here and there, or whatever it is that you can figure out to bring into your organization that you feel like could be a good fit for for Justin and what you guys are trying to do on offense. I think why not go and get an, an, a a wide receiver in a, with that second in that second round? But you also you got to need you need offensive linemen, and this is the other thing that we keep forgetting. And I just saw a comment pop up on the screen. I get that we want to be offensive heavy, but dude, let's polls is situation of not just putting things around and and guys around and players around Justin Fields. He's also got to find a way with some of his resources to be able to stock up positions on defense as well. So let's not forget that he's, he's got a balancing act that's not going to be easy. And I would not want that on my plate, but that's just the nature of the beast of where this organization is with all these holes that have to be filled. And I get that Justin is the focal point, rightfully so, he should be. But you can't forget about some of the things you got to be able to address on the defensive side as well. You know, JP, I still think you should have gone to Wisconsin, not Miami. But <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> come, on, it was... come on, man. Dude, the there it is. There it is. Hey, assembled right here, dude. I was thinking oh. about we were at the Super Bowl a couple years ago in Miami, and um, I think Frank Gore, like you and I were having a conversation, and Frank Gore was like, <laughs> I don't know, just like ten feet over there, and the bond that you guys all still have with the U, it's like you were telling that you mentioned Frank earlier. That's why I wanted to bring that up. It's just like you could just stop. Everyone stopped what I think he was like mid interview. And you're like, no, yeah. I'm walking in. Yeah. <laughs> and it's well, like guys, you guys what? Hulk, Hulk, he was doing an interview with my guys from Miami. So like I knew that I could jump in and grab him and say what's up. But it is it's a brotherhood, right? And I put the tweet out the day that they announced his retirement. And I was thinking about this. How crazy, right? Nicholas, him and I, I was at Miami, he comes into the meeting room. It's me, him. Clinton Portis, Willis McGahee, Najee Davenport. I'm sitting next to this dude, and I knew how great he was. 
because I watched him in high school and I was like, dude, I might not ever get on the field because this dude coming in. Because it was like Willis came in the year before, then Frank comes in. I'm like, are you kidding me? The sitting next to him in that meeting room to him sitting next to my dad with 16,000 yards right underneath him on the all-time rushing list. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And the brotherhood at Miami is so strong. And Mario Cristobal is going to bring that all back. But I don't think you will ever find another university that has guys that were stars, like not just like good players. Like we, we produced a lot of stars. Like when they were in the league, they were the stars of the league that come back to the university that are there. And I think that's what makes us unique. And I think if we can get back to that, because there was times when I would be out at practice running routes and Ray Lewis would be there and I'm running an option route against Ray Lewis. And then he's stopping me mid route going, no, 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 no. You got to stem me up a little bit more. You need to get me to turn my shoulders. So once I turn my shoulders, I'm at your mercy of which way you want to go. So if you might have to extend that to seven yards or eight yards to be able to get me up once you get me past and that's valuable information that guys aren't getting anywhere, but that's what made us different. That's what, that's what made us great. And hopefully we can get back to that. But yeah, I was this close to going to Wisconsin, man. This, I was this close and Notre Dame. So let's not talk about that. I was going to Notre Dame first, but we won't get into that because there's probably some Notre Dame fans on here are still mad about that. <laughs> Jared, what I did want to get into real quickly, not so much football related, but you have a new bar restaurant coming out, Dukes, <laughs> Northwoods, and St. Charles. What can you tell us about that? Dude, all right, Nicholas, I'm doing – this is the first time I'm doing this, and so this is big news right here. And uh-huh. I don't know how Bears how Bears fans are going to take this, but it is what it is. Um, we started in 2019 flagship on the Fox, which mm-hmm. is downtown St. Charles. It is a Bears bar. When you come in, there's Bears stuff everywhere. You walk in a huge Bears flag. Literally about a football field away from flagship on the Fox, we're opening up Duke's Northwoods, which is going to be a Wisconsin supper club. So now if you start connecting the dots, it's going to be a Packer bar. Oh, Oh, boy. Yes. It is going to be a Packer bar, literally a football field away. And the reason why is because we started doing our studies. There's so many Packer fans out this way. They have no place to watch. Listen, I don't like the Green Bay Packers as a football team. I don't have a problem with their fans, especially if their fans want to come spend money at my bar. Lo and behold. And only thing we need here is the Bears to start, like, switching the turn in the tide and beating them up. But also – Outside, we're going to be able to cross-promote between both bars on two times every single year. And I think that's what makes it unique. And I think it's only going to bring a lot of people to St. Charles to kind of see, especially Bears and Packer Week, if we can see how uh, the tensions are going to be, but also just some of the fun we're going to be able to create in our small town of St. Charles. <laughs> Some of these comments here are hilarious. Hey, and I, I get it. it. I know. I get it from a business standpoint. There are a, yeah. a ton of Packer fans in this area. And uh, <laughs> by the way, I love the supper club idea, though, because it's hard yeah. to find a really good Wisconsin supper club outside of Wisconsin. And you know what? Sadly, they're closing up throughout Wisconsin, too. Uh, there's a great one on the west side of Madison called Smokies that just yes. closed. It's yeah. It's closing. 
And I'm like, no, these are the <laughs> these are iconic places. The food's so good. So I can't wait to uh man, we're gonna have to have we're gonna okay. Monetize to the rivalry. That's see, she gets <laughs> yeah, get yeah. it. That is, I love that it. Is it. But but listen, I'm a I'm a smart businessman, dude. So I had to do it. We got to get well, and I, yeah, because you got the merch now too. I love mm-hmm. that. We got to get CHGO watch party out though for one of these Bears. Packers St. Charles, yeah. Let's, let's listen. You guys are always welcome. You let me know when you guys want to do it. My home is your home, man. Like we can make it into a big event, man. Like flagship is an amazing place. Um, it, our food is amazing, and uh, the supper club is going to be amazing. Fish fries, all types of stuff. It's going to it's going to be something that's pretty pretty special. So I'm looking forward to it, and I'm hoping that fans could come out, even if they don't want to come because they're Bears fans to Dukes. <laughs> After the Bears beat uh, the Packers, they can walk over to Dukes and be like, eh, we beat you. It's perfect. <laughs> I hope they do it just like that, yep. too. <laughs> hey, we got uh, – I mean, I don't know if you can see here on the table, the the sweetness stuff is everywhere out here. There it is. Hey, look at that. There it is. And <laughs> on, hanging up on the wall behind us, too. Nice. So, yes, sir. Hey, hey, how would your listen. dad? How would your dad do in today's NFL? Oh man, he would. I mean, he would. He would be even more dynamic than he was when he played in his in his time in his era. I mean, he was he was ahead of his game, and you know, I just did a interview with uh, NFL Films yesterday for their icons thing that they do on uh, on what is it? Uh, is it, no, it's not picks. It's something, um, I can't forget. I'm, I'm forgetting this right now, but it's, it's a show icons that they're doing and they do it on all the icons of the NFL football players. And so they did on my dad and I was sitting having a conversation with them yesterday and they were asking me, you know, like sweetness, what does that mean to you? And I say greatness, like he was the greatest football player that I've ever seen. And hands down, when it comes to all around, not by position, like I get like we have the quarterbacks. To me, I feel like quarterbacks should be in their own, like their own little section. But if you're talking about a dude that puts on the helmet, pads, all that stuff that comes in and plays, especially that position to play 13 years, only miss one game, and to be the focal point from the 70s to the 80s, and things changed a little bit, which they got help in, in the early 80s and things started to change. Um, he was what football was all about. He worked his butt off. He didn't take time off. And when you want to be great at something, when I learned from the, my conversations with Michael Jordan and him coming over to my house and hanging with my pops and being around the, my two favorite athletes, you have to sacrifice something to be great. And to me, my dad sacrificed a lot. And sometimes that means time with family, which growing up, I didn't get a lot of time with him when I was younger because he was grinding so much. But my respect level for him now in my 40s, I get it now. Because, man, to be great, man, you you can't do what everybody else is doing. You got to set your own lane. You got to blaze your own trail. And that's what the hill was all about. While guys were trying to get back in shape coming into camp, my dad was working his way to be in shape once he got there. And so he put the time in early. So when he came to the game, it became easy for him. That's why he could tote the rock as much as he did. And his ability to block out pain, and I'm learning more and more about what he played with, separated shoulders, high ankle sprains, all that stuff. And he was 
he was he was a warrior, man. And I just think he would he would he would dominate. And I think that's what makes great players great players. Because if you're a great player, you can plug and drop you into any era, and you would pretty much do what you did in your era. And that's to me one of the definitions of being one of the greats. Jared, we appreciate the time. Uh, make sure you watch him on WGN, killing it with all the sports content there on good old channel number nine. I know you don't. Ooh. I know you don't see one of these on your show every single day. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, I don't even know what that is. What What are those things? We're not used to those here in Chicago. I'm telling you, we better be getting another one of these pretty soon, man. In polls, we trust. I'm telling you, we gotta get it. Come on, let's go. All right. Love it. That's awesome. <laughs> Jared Payton, the uh and the website he said earlier, rootsoffight.com to get that merch. It's awesome. Hey, before I go, before I go, can I just say something to the whole uh C H G O family? I love what you guys are doing. It is a breath of fresh air. I watch all the content and um it's just cool that you guys are doing what you love and your passion but you're doing it for the fans and you're getting them involved. So I just want to say from the sports fans here in Chicago that love all these teams, keep doing what you're doing. And we appreciate you guys for all the hard work, especially early on, man. You guys are phenomenal. You're doing great. And the content is amazing. So I appreciate you guys. Thanks, JP. It means a lot. We appreciate it. Whenever you want to swing by, come see the place. Come check it out. All right, man. Take care, guys. Peace. All right. There he is, Jared Payton. Follow him on Twitter, at Son. He's the best. Love that guy so much, and uh, and it's fun to have him on the show. That is some big news, though. The Packer Bar. Yeah. Did not yeah. see that one coming. I've been the flagship on the Fox. Yeah, that place is you? awesome. It looks sweet. Yeah, it's it's a really good place to, again, if you want drinks, food, whatever you want. But I was he was like talking about Michael Jordan and, and his dad. It was actually at a live Hogan John's podcast. I think it was at Dirty Nelly's, maybe. Okay, yeah. And we were Jerry came over to our table. And my dad was there. He never met Jared Payton before. And he tells us this story about how Michael Jordan rang the doorbell. And Jared's like, hey, why'd you miss that free throw? <laughs> and then my dad and I were like, what? You're like, you're saying that to Michael Jordan. But then the story goes on where they had played poker for hours and hours. And by the time it was all said and done, um, Michael Jordan had left his wallet upstairs. And then Walter tells Jared, like, hey. Go upstairs, go get Michael's wallet, and take out a few hundreds because those are mine. Like he, they had played for hours, they both didn't want to quit, and that's you know, it speaks to that greatness of these two. Again, the prime of the prime athletes there. But I remember my dad and I just walked through like, holy crap! Like you know, Walter Payne just cleaned out Michael Jordan in poker, and they were going at it for hours. And that's just something I'll never forget. But I'm sure like Jared has. So many of those memories, but that one definitely stuck out. Yeah, and um, that that's you know his dad, and we got a message from Points Back coming up here. But his his Walter Payton, like trying to think about him in today's NFL, is just crazy. One thing I appreciate is we have all these draft conversations. Is nobody like nobody? You don't hear comps to Walter Payton. No. And I was listening to the White Sox game yesterday on the radio, and Darren Jackson was talking about this because they had Bo Jackson yeah, on the radio. Yeah, They had Bo Jackson on the radio, and it was like he was complaining how people would be like, oh, this guy's like the next Bo Jackson. It's like some players, there's just no next. No. It's just they, they transcend any other comp. They're just the same thing about Greg Maddox they use as an example. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, stop trying to find that 
It's not, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And I, I actually appreciate that. Like, you never hear in draft conversations like, oh, yeah, this guy, is, uh, uh, you know, let's comp him to Walter Payton. Nope. Nope. That, that's not. That's <laughs> Adam, we were watching, like, highlights over there on the couches yeah. that we have. And, like, just seeing Walter Payton throw dimes to some of these wide receivers. Like, yeah. the dude did everything. But it, it's amazing to watch. If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us to continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but when you sign up, and if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free T-shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Appreciate what Jared Payton had to say there about CHGO. I'm, we are loaded today across the yeah. network. First of all, great having JP on. But Derek King, head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks, is coming in here in about 35 minutes Crazy with the Blackhawks show. Um, so make sure you don't miss that. Will Purdue, I believe, is coming in later with the Bulls mm-hmm. show. So load it up today. We have podcasts and live shows on every team every single day. The post-game shows, starting to see those with baseball. Those have been fun to watch. And, of course, all of our premium written content for members only at allchgo.com. So you can find my mailbag, 10 Bears things. Uh, Nick's, you you put out uh, making the case for George Pickens for George Pickens. Good timing on that one. Yep. So we're Will and I have been dishing out those. So definitely go check that out as well. And we have the merchandise, which I'm wearing today, our, our bear shirt, CHGO. Uh, you can find those there on the website, too, allchgo.com. You get a free shirt when you become a member, and you get access to the members-only Discord in the CHGO lounge. So um, appreciate that. All right, before we get out of here, we want to play a quick game that Nick came up with inspired by stepbrothers, but you changed the words, which is probably good. Yeah, probably for the best. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to trade, extend, or tag. Okay, we need to come up with, by the way, it was hard to come up with three players yeah. that, like, fit the possible, like, what do you do with them? Makes Co- it compelling, too, yeah. an argument. Like, so it, it was, a, you know, a little difficult. But but the three players, David Montgomery, Roquan Smith, Jalen Johnson, which one would you trade? Which one do you extend? Which one do you tag? This is why I want to make sure we brought up David Montgomery's name with Jared Payton earlier and say every all the good things there because I (laughs) think how this might go look trade extend and tag and we talked about the running back market like I would see what you can potentially get for David Montgomery on the market so I'd be trading him and again love David Montgomery it's a guy that you know I've been going to bat for since he got drafted but that would be the guy that I would trade and what what you can get for David Montgomery that uh, a good question Could, could, could you Maybe a fifth-round draft pick. I don't know. But that's the guy I'm trading and probably get destroyed in the comments. That's all right. The guy I'm extending, I'm, and I think should happen later on, Roquan, right? Okay. I think that would yeah. be the guy that you extend. And then I'm looking at the tag here, which leaves Jalen Johnson for cornerback, $17 million to to tag a guy like that. But that's what's tough about this because yeah. like, he hasn't really he has, earned that yet. Mm-hmm. 
but I would put him in the category of players that you need to keep around. So it's a lot of money, though. It is a lot of money. And again, we're projecting too. Like he's played two seasons. Yeah. We got to see what happens in year three. But um, that's that's how I had it going there, Adam. You have any yeah. different, or is it? No, I think that's the way you probably yeah. got to do that. But um, and tag nobody. It's just kind of <laughs> hard nobody, projecting. Yeah. A, ta- a tag for corner yet, but I do think I do think Jalen Johnson will play to that level where mm-hmm. uh, I like him a lot. I Especially like in this defense going. with the Eberflus, hopefully the turnovers come. But you know, if even if he's just an eraser, you know, someone that takes away the best wide receiver is not really mm-hmm. too much of a you know makes that ball production those interceptions like that's still valuable in the in today's NFL. But yeah, I think people uh you know kind of got into the game here because they saw Mary in here and. You know, the other two cats. Yeah, Hogslop wanted to marry Montgomery. Okay. That's fine. That's sure. Yeah. Close. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Do I don't that. know if he's interested, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know what know. David Montgomery thinks, but um all right. And then finally, uh, I saw this in the comments way earlier in the show, but it was a good point because last week Uh-oh. we did our one shiny moment athletic achievements mm-hmm. and um no one believed that I dunked. Which is fine, and I don't have the visual proof of that. But I did say that there was a photo of the catch I made in the Daily Cardinal Badger Herald uh, softball game way back in the day. And someone brought up that, hey. we, that we have not <laughs> seen the photo yet. And that was a fair point, whoever had that comment earlier in the show. So there it is. That is Extension. the actual catch. Uh, taken, by the way, by a phenomenal Daily Cardinal photographer who, you know, for our journalism students here... Like, this is the stuff, this is the experience you should get, even at the college level, because this was from, um, I want to say Brad Feedy, who, I'll give him a shout out, who is still working in the business, taking photos and doing a great job. Wow, look at that. I mean, so yes, kids, you too one day can take photos of future uh, journalists in a <laughs> making softball just, game. Well, the good news is it's he is now. now taking photos like in NCAA tournaments okay, and Rose Bowls. A little bit more of a step up there. A little bit of a step up than that random photo, um, which the only reason the quality isn't better is because I had to rip it off my Facebook feed, mm. you know, and it was posted uh, yeah, 14, gotta, 14 years ago now. At this I know. Point. You got to ask Zuckerberg for it. It's a whole you it's can't crazy. thing. It's you know? crazy. Yeah. He owns that now. He owns you. Yeah. Adam oh, Heisman. By the way, I, you know, I was not producing that day with the one shiny moments. I had a good one, but I don't, I don't we don't need to get into it. No, let's no, hear it. Now we, now we need to oh, hear it. Yeah. Okay, well, let me bring myself on camera here. Oh, ooh. Okay, hold now on. Now he brings now himself now on camera. Scoot over a little bit, though. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, so I was uh, maybe like 10 years old playing uh, basketball, and we were just killing this team. We we're up 97 to 65. This is, you know, when you're 10, 97 plays is crazy, right? Jeez. We were good. So <laughs> what kind of 10 yes. year old game was I this? I know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe 12. I don't know. We, we were like seventh or something it. like that. It's Wait, and they gave up 65 though? Yeah. Yeah. We gave up. Yeah. I don't know if you should feel proud of that at that level. We're up 30. Were you playing <laughs> any defense? My story, not yours. Okay. <laughs> Fair point. We're up 30, 97 to 65. There's four seconds left and we are, uh, the other team's shooting free throws. So I'm down uh, mid court and I catch the eye of my buddy, Steve Orich. Shout out Steve Orich. Uh, and he, you know, we, we, we grab eyes, the, the, the free throw is missed at the other end. He rebounds it and chucks it down the floor to me. Long pass. I catch it inside the three point line, step back 
bang in the three at the buzzer to give us a hundred, which again wow. is crazy for like that young, you know, whatever, uh, Park District basketball. So we score 100. <laughs> I get carried off the floor. And everybody got free tacos. And everyone in the audience got free tacos. But, yeah, I was carried off the floor of a basketball game. Jawan yeah. Howard would have been really livid about that. I know. Chat. Yes. Like, there, well, it's funny you said it because the opposing coach was mad at it. was my dad and, and Steve's dad yeah. were the, the coaches of our team mad that we were running up the score. I'm like, they're like, I love that. Though. They're like, let them have fun. They're children. Like, yeah, settle down. On. Yeah. <laughs> Step back that's my three, a hundred. Oh, that's awesome. I like it. I like it. That's a good one. Shiny moment. <laughs> good stuff. All right. Uh, thanks to Jared Payton for joining us today. Awesome show. Good job, Nick. Good job, Lawrence. Uh, follow us on Twitter at, at CHGO underscore sports at CHGO underscore bears. All that's good content. We post some things throughout the day, too, some of the clips from the show. Remember, mm -hmm. if you miss anything, you can go back and listen to the podcast. Listen to those podcasts wherever you find your podcast. It's there for you. So make sure you subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube. Love everybody in the comments every single day. I don't know why it uh, turns into like a Detroit Lions combo. And look at our students from DePaul. Thank you guys for being here. Hope you guys learned something Journalism. i don't know what i can really teach you but <laughs> hey you know you try. maybe we show them what not to do maybe you know maybe. whatever it is but uh <laughs> no thanks you thanks everybody for coming in here today love that white Sox jersey too all right we are out of here We're back tomorrow 11 a.m olin's not here tomorrow on vacation Disney World, Disneyland. I think he's in Disney World. I think we should check in with Olin in Disney World. I think that's It might even idea. be better than him being in studio. <laughs> that would be interesting. Like in line for... Uh, a ride that he can't even get on. Uh, what's the uh, Magic Kingdom? The um, Splash Mountain? No, but the, the annoying one. Uh, no. It's a small world. The most annoying mm. ride that's ever sure. existed I would love to world. see Olin's face on... Yeah, does he, does he rock the Mickey drip? That's my question. Ooh, the Mickey we drip. need to ask... We if we chat, if we, if we like cold called him and he's wearing like Mickey Mouse ears, it would be it. the greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we might have to do that. All right, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow, eleven o'clock. Talk to you then.